Will you bow your heads as we pray? Heavenly Father, we just got done singing phrases like Alleluia. Our hearts are truly filled with joy. On this Christmas day where we gather together to celebrate you coming into our world at just the right time so that you could redeem it and and reunite it back to you and and claim it as your own. Lord, I don't know uh, the journeys that each and every one that has entered through these doors are on, but you do, and I just pray that you speak a message of hope and comfort to them on this Christmas day as we celebrate you, the perfect gift. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so um, who gets to go home and open Christmas presents after church? I do too. You see, you start off early in the morning, you got to go to work, and then, oh yeah. Others, you probably are, who already opened them up? Okay, and, and you have nothing to look forward to, right? It's just like, ah, we might as well just, just put the football game on. Oh, it's Monday, there's no football. Who spent hours long, I mean, you started shopping way back in July because you, you wanted that perfect gift. Who waited till last night? Okay, notice how I wasn't paying attention. The perfect gift. I've been wrestling with that as a new dad, what the perfect gift is. Um, and my little one <laughs> showed me a couple of nights ago as we were gathered together. So here's an example of the perfect gift. Let me kind of show it to you here. I know you're all dying to find out what this is, right? Hopefully you're on the same page with me as we look into this perfect gift. The box, right? How many of you grandparents, aunts, and uncles, you you go to a relative's house, you give your little one a a toy or worse, an article of clothing, and they go through the whole thing and they pull it out, and five minutes later they're playing with the box. Perfect gift. But is is Christmas really all about this? No, no. You know, and I, and I'm so grateful that I grew up in a home where where my dad, you know, he he intentionally wanted to make sure Christmas was about Jesus. So every time we got together with family, the extended family, he would pull out his guitar and, and throw it in the back of the uh, car, and we'd drive up and get out to Grandma's house, and and for the extended family that really didn't get to go to church or, or chose not to go to church, you know, Jesus used my dad to bring church to them. And so they would do songs, and not just Christmas carols, but hymns like Joy to the World and Away to the Manger. And I thought for just a, a moment, in, in light of that, just in case my dad's streaming live, um, that we would reflect a little bit on Jesus and not just about gifts. And so I'm going to go back to that familiar story that we just heard I'm going to just punch up just a few verses here. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. Well, they were there. The time came for her, Mary, to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Huh. There's so much that we know about the Christmas story and there's so much that we, we don't know about the Christmas story. We, we don't know if this was a crutch we don't know if this was a cave or a barn or, or where it was that Jesus was, was born. Hmm. The Bible goes on. It says 
In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. What was that like? We have to wait and see. Angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He's Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. The angels depart. And the shepherds talk with one another and they say, hey, we got to go tell other people about this. And then right in verse 18 it says, all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned and glorifying, praising God for all they had seen and heard. So in verse 18, who are those other people? I mean, was there more than just Mary and Joseph and the baby? I thought it was just lambs and some shepherds, but apparently there were some other people. We don't know. And it really doesn't matter because God chose not to to show us. But there is some stuff that God did choose to reveal in his holy word about this special day. That's the very fact that Jesus, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, took on human flesh and lived life. And he did it for you and he did it for me. It's the basics of the Christmas story. And you know, I was talking with one of our members who's 98 years old. And she said, Pastor, I never get tired of hearing that story. Isn't it true? The, the Luke 2 account, I mean, you, ordinarily it's in the King James Version because we like that phrase, and they were sore afraid. right? But we never get tired of the Christmas story, the Christmas account, the birth of our Savior. But let me ask you this. If, if you were there, if you got to see some of these things and had some of those questions that I had pondered on, uh, if you got to be like the, the ones that wondered at what the shepherds were telling, what, what would you do? I mean, you, 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 you're told that the king of all kings is, is coming. And maybe you want to hear and see this, this little one, and so maybe you bring some, some gifts. What is the perfect gift for King Jesus? Have you ever thought about that? What is the perfect gift for King Jesus? What does it mean to you that Jesus came? I asked this question of a couple of our members uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, and I got their permission to share the story. One gentleman said, Pastor, you know, the, the fact that Jesus came, this life can be tough. Life can be tough, and you know, there's this thing at the end of it called death. And, and while I'm not looking forward to death and that journey, Jesus has promised me that there's life afterwards and I get to be with him. That's, that's pretty profound. Another lady said, Pastor, when I think about Jesus taking on human flesh, I, I think back to that movie that was released about 12 years ago, that one that Mel Gibson put out called The Passion. Uh, it was a pretty graphic account of the crucifixion. All right? And, and at the time, people didn't really know what they were going to go see, and, and so they show up with popcorn, and they're like, yeah. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, Jesus did that for me. Ask yourselves that tonight around the table. What does it mean to you that that Jesus came for you? I was talking with one of our our fellow pastors, and you know, honestly, we were just blown away by the idea that Jesus would come for for us. Sinful, you take these robes off, we're, we're just ordinary, sinful 
human beings, we, we need a Savior. And so what can we bring by way of our gifts to Jesus? So I'm going to take a, a stab at it here. The perfect gift for, for Jesus. You ever, you ever have that one time where, um, what, you want to see what's in here, huh? <laughs> you get that kid that goes, I love it! What is it? What is it? It's a perfect gift for Jesus. You see, in his early days, his very baby days, he was wrapped in swaddling cloths. In his final day, some Roman soldiers decided to mock him as king and draped a robe over him and said, you call yourselves king of the Jews? <laughs> they mocked him and flogged him. And Yeah. Perfect gift for our Lord and Savior. Now I think you might figure out what's rest in this box. You know, Jesus was the king and he did wear a crown for a little while. Have you ever looked at a crown of thorns made of olive branches? I mean, this thing's intimidating. I don't even want to, I have to be careful here because there's thorns about three inches thick and three inches deep. Jesus had something like this on his head. And he gives you and I a crown, a crown of righteousness, but he chose to to do this. And pastor, that's a, That's a strange gift. Why would you bring that to Jesus? Honestly, even our very best of works, our very best of gifts, the scriptures say, are like filthy rags apart from the Holy Spirit. And so the best thing that you and I can do is is recognize that Jesus came to be our Lord and Savior, to do a crown like this for us. So every single one of us should be bringing our worship to him and, and just grateful that we didn't have to wear this. And even more so, the nails. You know something that blows me away about the nails that Jesus had that pierced his hands and his, his feet? Is God, the creator of all things, created iron and then gave somebody the skill to fashioned nails together and then those nails were used to redeem the world through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus. It's pretty amazing. Here we are thinking, can we bring gifts to Jesus and, and it's Jesus who gives us the gift and, and let me show you something else here. There is another gift that we bring to Jesus. Let me ask you before I go there, if you gave a gift to somebody, wrapped it up, spent a lot of time on it, and they opened it up, and they're like, thanks. Would you be like, I want to go get you another gift? I mean, they're just treading all over this gift that you gave them. Now, isn't that what we do when we sin? 
Jesus is the perfect gift. I mean, what we might as well be doing when we intentionally sin, when we say, Lord, I'm going to chase after that lust or that power or that greed or that that is away from you, we might as well be taking baby Jesus himself and saying, thanks for this gift, God. Oh, but I really want what I want, thank you very much. And those life sins, those pet sins that we have, I hope and pray, are turning in your gut now. There was a man who lived life that was completely innocent, that came. He's God and man at the same time, and he allowed himself to be crucified on a tree to take away the sins of the world for you and for me. Now here's the thing. Without the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, without the resurrection story, Christmas is nothing. It's just a bunch of empty boxes with a bunch of empty lives spiritually. With Jesus going to the cross and the resurrection story. Christmas is everything because now it's not just a bunch of empty boxes. It's vessels that God created, you and me, and he dwells up shop here. We're not dead spiritually. We're not empty spiritually. God has set up shop for us. You see, right in the scriptures, the the phrase that gets us all in the Luke 2 is one that we skip over very quickly. It's when the angels say, for unto you is born this day. That phrase, unto you, means everything. See, apart from that phrase, gifts are are nothing. I mean, if it's not a gift with your name on it, you really don't care. But Jesus is saying, no, this is a gift for you. His life, his death, his his resurrection, it's it's all for us, for unto us. The, The sins that we have littered the cross with, have been taken away from us, and God has set us free. You see, God could have very easily said, you know, that people is just not worth it. I don't want anything to do with them. I'm going to wipe them out. But no, with arms wide open, he chose to give us the perfect gift, him, and to set us free. I mean, does that blow your mind away, that God would do that? Maybe this is your first time here. Maybe this is the first time you're even hearing the Christmas story, the Easter story all all together. Well, that gift is for you, and, and God does it with no strings attached. See, the cross is now empty. The tomb is now empty, and our God lives, and he did that for you. Or maybe you're one that your loved ones have passed away. And you don't much feel like celebrating this year. You're here to get a word of encouragement and comfort. Someone thought about this before I saw this cross, but they craved on here. He died, he rose, he lived, and he lives for me. This is what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming to the world to redeem the world and to set his people free. We are not forgotten. We are not forsaken. We are the receivers of the perfect gift. Amen? Amen. Now may God which brings all peace and understanding to us, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.